America's Dark Days, Tyranny's Common Theme, Am I an Anarchist, and Inheritance Tax is Immoral. Irishman stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This, of course, is the show where you come for the accent, but you stay for the principles. And today I want to take a bit of a different tact with you. I want to Sit back and, cause I'm looking at your, your news and your culture and it's all about Donald Trump. It's all about Ukraine. It's all about Jeffrey Epstein. It's all about the media and it's kind of boring with the greatest respect. So I actually want to take a different step today and I actually want to just take a look at the world and I also want to look at some ideologies because if you actually take a step back and you specifically listen to what our friends on the left love to say, because I've seen a lot of campaign speeches this week from Bernie Sanders. He's back. Bernie's back, baby. And, of course, Bernie is not Bernie without his his favorite congresswoman, it seems. Uh, uh, what's her name? Il- Ilan Omar? Ilan Omar? Because she just is so swell. She's awesome. And they've been saying lots of stuff about America and America's history, and I want to actually just take a step back and just look at what they say and look at what people say about the history of the world and why America sucks, quote-unquote, and just take you on a little journey about listen to what they say and then listen to what their solutions are. And I want to address point by point some of the stuff that is repeated ad nauseum by people in the media, by people in the left, about why America is such a horrible nation. Oh my God, it is so horrible. Let's start with the first one that always comes up. Slavery. Oh, America sucks. America, oh, you're oh, you're just all slave owners. The founding fathers, oh my God, how can you admire them, John? How can you admire a slave owner? Oh, that's right, because you hate black people, because you're a racist. I actually haven't been taught a racist in a long time. You know, would someone who hates me just call me a racist just for kicks and giggles? Because it's been about two years, I think, since someone's called me a racist. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's been a while. I now hate women. I hate gay people. I hate Islam. Which is interesting. It ch- comes and changes as, as the, the wind goes. But let's talk about slavery. Because one of the things that really annoys me is when my friends on the left say this. I'm not defending slavery. I think slavery is immoral. I think slavery is wrong. But when they seem to talk about it and when they use this as the first thing of why America sucks, it's lacking context. It's lacking the context of the history of the world. Can you look around at a nation that hasn't been involved in some type of slavery? But let's actually look at some of the things that, you know, perpetrated it. Who pushed the slave trade? Who pushed the slave trade specifically in America? Oh, gee, I do think that was a king. And I do believe there, even though it wasn't in the, the final draft of the Declaration of Independence, there was a line in, in the first draft 
of the Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson, uh, you know, pushed and talked, spoke out about the, you know, the king who pushes slavery to keep us divided. But let's look at the Supreme Court, because government has been involved in slavery for a very long time, including in America. Back in the day, there was a court case that went all the way to the Supreme Court. It's Dred Scott versus Sanford. And basically what that case said is, you know, black people, yeah, you don't have the same rights as white people. You are property. That is the Supreme Court. It's widely panned as a decision and probably one of the darkest days in the Supreme Court's history. But what is the Supreme Court? Well, it's part of your constitution. It's part of a branch of government. If you actually understand the history and the constitution of America, you understand there's three branches of government. For my liberal friends who are Ilan Omar and, and her ilk, who the three branches of government are not the presidency, the House, and the Senate. No, 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 no. There's the executive, the legislature, and the judiciary. The ju- judiciary is Article 3. So that's slavery. Now we hear this, and we hear this all a lot. Well, Columbus. Oh, my God, we can't have Columbus Day in America. We're not, we don't celebrate him. Well, why not? Again, I always love how Everybody who has to be celebrated has to be pure. Everyone has to be perfect. Do you know anyone who's lived the perfect life? What was Christopher Columbus actually motivated by? Well, obviously it's very hard because, you know, back in the 1400s, this may shock you, there wasn't a thing called Facebook and Twitter where we can actually scroll their timelines and go, gee, I wonder what Christopher Columbus was thinking on this day and on this day and on this day. But a large routine or motive that has been given consistently through history was he was effectively looking for trade routes. And he wasn't looking for trade routes with America, he just happened to come across it. He was looking for trade routes with India for spices and different things. And he believed if he found the most, not fuel efficient, but you know, most efficient way to get there, you know, it would obviously be good. But who was, pri- who was kind of funding this mission? Well, it was the King of Spain. Now, let's go on to other history. Of America, why America sucks. Because you see, everyone, when I talk to, as an outsider, I look at American history, and I think American history is incredible. But one of the things that really frustrates me as an outsider looking in is anytime I talk to my friends on the right or the left, they never rarely talk about the complete history of America. I always get a biased view. So when I talk to my friends on the right, they'll always talk to me about how great America is. Always how America is this star-spangled, wonderful nation, and everything is awesome, and you all sing Kumbaya. But my friends on the left will do the exact opposite. They will literally just tell me all day long why America sucks, why America is this horrifically bad nation. How it's never done anything right. And the truth is, you kind of need to merge both opinions together to form the real history of America. Because I hear people talking about how America sucks. And I'm going to share some stories with you today about how America has sucked in the past. But it's about whether you look at the complete picture or whether you actually look at, hey, America has done some really bad things. Because America has had some really dark days. And there's a common theme in them, which we'll get to. I started it with the first few stories. But you want to talk about how America sucks, quote-unquote? Let me tell you some stories about um, things America got wrong. You know, 
there's a story this week where I think it's Kansas City has decided, you know what, we're not going to, you know, we don't want streets named after the, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, that's just not cool. We want them renamed something else. He's going to be whitewashed from history. But I love people who message me and kind of go, oh, why are you always talking about Martin Luther King? And, you know, he was a communist, John. You know, he cheated on his wife. When have I ever said anyone had to be pure? It's okay to say, you know what, look, I agree with A, B, and C from this person, but I disagree with X, Y, Z. You know, Martin Luther King got a lot of things right. I always love when people say, oh, John, you know, you talk about Martin Luther King, and you always talk about how he had a dream and all those great speeches he gave, but he changed at the end. Well, let's let me tell you a quick Martin Luther King story. How many people would have lived the life of Martin Luther King and not changed. Can you show me the person that wouldn't? Here you have a person who has literally been born told he's a second-class citizen, how he is not as good as his white brothers and sisters, how he doesn't have the right lineage, have the right blood, have the right pigmentation of skin. And yet he didn't get angry. He wasn't with Malcolm X saying, hey, get whitey. No, I'm equal. I'm going to teach you I'm equal. No, he was linking arm in arm and Bridges and Selma walking across. He was giving speeches, not putting down America, but actually lifting America up, speaking about how it's now time to cash the checks our forefathers and our founding fathers wrote. But a story about Martin Luther King, which really needs to be told a lot more. So Martin Luther King has all this been growing up, has a lot of problems, has a lot of hatred put towards him because he wasn't exactly popular. He wasn't popular with white people. He wasn't popular with black people. He wasn't popular, period. And he wasn't popular with police in many places. And he's getting a lot of death threats. And he's trying to, you know, paint a brighter tomorrow. He's trying to work to change things from the inside. But he gets concerned for his safety. And what does he do? Well, Martin Luther King believes in the Constitution. Martin Luther King believes in this idea called freedom. Martin Luther King says, you know what? I want to change things from the inside, but I'm concerned with all these death threats. I want to have my Second Amendment rights. I want to have a right to self-defense. So he applies for a gun permit. And he's refused by the FBI. But not only is he refused, he's giving one of the most frustrating answers I think I have ever seen a government give. No, no, you can't have your Second Amendment rights for your own safety. What's the common theme? But let me talk to you about how, because I always hear this about Donald Trump. Oh my God, Donald Trump is Hitler. Donald Trump is literally Hitler. He is a Nazi. He defends the white supremacists. He thinks they're good people. He said that. He he said that. Donald Trump, he, he said the white supremacists are good people. First of all, he didn't. Second of all, because, you know, we're dealing with some of our friends on the left, like Ilan Omar, who, let's be honest, never let facts get in the way of a good narrative, a good story. But let's talk about actual Nazi Germany. So what happened in Nazi Germany? And what happened for America to get involved in World War II? Why did World War II come about? Well, before you get to World War II, it didn't just go poof, Hitler came to power, and all of a sudden there was this great war. No, there was a lot of, how should we say, backstory. 
And one of those backstories was after World War One. And one of the backstories after World War One was after World War One was won by the quote unquote good guys, all the good guys decided, you know what's really great? What we're gonna do is we need to stop wars. We cannot have another world war like this. And here's what we're all gonna agree. We're all gonna agree that yeah, we're all gonna stop building ships. And we're going to decommission some of our own ships, you know, to make it fairer, you know, because less weapons will automatically mean less war, right? Because that logic never fails. So England, which had the navy of the day, had to actually decommission a lot of ships and put them into salvage and into scrappage. England was weakened by its own people, by its own government, and governments like America and France, because they wanted peace. And then when Hitler came to power, guess what? They were weakened from within. But we'll come back to Hitler in a few minutes, because I want to focus in on America. Because while Churchill was single-handedly, pretty much with his military and his navy, holding back Nazi Germany and Hitler... What was America doing? America was saying, I don't want to get involved. Churchill was pleading, was sending letters to America, to the American president, which a paraphrase was saying, you've got to get involved in this war. We need you because we're about to fall. And if we fall, it may take a week, it may take a month or even may take a year, but there will be ships off your coastline with the Nazi flag. And what are you going to do then? We all know how, if you understand history, you all know how this ended. Well, this ended by America getting involved in World War II because of a horrific attack. Pearl Harbor, done by the Japanese government. A sneak attack. And all of a sudden, America's in World War II. What was America fighting in World War II? I'm still talking about why America sucks, by the way. I'm not getting sidetracked on Nazi Germany, so bear with me. So America gets involved in World War II because Hitler is such a bad guy. Hitler's literally putting people in concentration camps who are not the same as him. Because Hitler believes in the Aryan race. Hitler believes, oh, we're white, we're German, we're better. We're better than everyone else. Not because of something we've done, not because of who we are, but just because we're German. We are better. So he put people who were different in concentration camps. He put Jews in concentration camps. He put Christians. He put gay people. Anyone who was different, who quite wasn't quite German and wasn't quite Aryan enough. So America's fighting this really bad dude for putting people in internment camps and putting them in gas chambers. What's the American government doing as it's fighting this horrific oppression? Oh, America, that's right. America was interning its own Japanese citizens because they were afraid of what Japan and the intel they might feed back to Japan. As it's fighting its internment camps, it's interning its own citizens. But not only that, again, because the Supreme Court is so awesome, the Supreme Court is so swell, those nine people who sit on the Supreme Court, they're like gods. They never get a decision wrong. Look, Red Scott, we discussed that. Yeah, look, that was once off. Oh, but there was also Korematsu versus the US. Which basically said, oh yeah, the American government can intern you. Can't take away your rights because, hey, you're Japanese. So yeah, America does have a lot of bad, bad things. But that's only another story. You want another story about how America sucks? 
Oh, because I've got loads of his stories about why America sucks. Let me tell you another story that, you know, it should appeal to my friends on the left because it hits all the strings. Except when you actually understand why it happened, this is why they don't tell the story. How about we talk about a story from December 29th, 1890? Anyone know what happened on December 29th, 1890? Well, gee, John, I, I wasn't quite alive back then. I, I, I wasn't alive. Can you, can you enlighten me? Can I buy a vowel? Well, December 29th, 1890 is a really bad day in American history. Happened four days after Christmas Day. A really bad day. That is the day of the Battle of Wounded Knee. Even though when it's called the Battle of Wounded Knee, it shouldn't, it's, I don't think it really should be called the Battle of Wounded Knee. I think it should be called a Massacre of Wounded Knee. Because here you have a group of Indians, because, you know, you hear this from our friends on the left, oh, well, you know, Columbus and all those white English people coming over who who just wanted a bit of a better tomorrow. The way they treated Native Americans really sucked. Mm Mm-hmm. Battle of Wounded Knee. Basically, there was a load of Indians, and they had guns. And they were, had reservations. And this is in South Dakota. And they made this deal where they were going to give up their guns. And on the morning of December 29th, the U.S. Cavalry goes in and says, hey, we got to disarm you guys. And depending on the, because again, 1890, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't Facebook Live, there wasn't YouTube that we could get all these things on. Mind you, if this was on YouTube, YouTube would probably demonetize it because it's just not cool. But, um... Depending on the stories that you believe, apparently there was a a deaf person who was a member of the tribe. And he was reluctant to give up his rifle because, quote, he had paid for it. Then there was another one. An old man was performing a ritual called the ghost dance. I'd love to see what the ghost dance is like, would you? Ghost dance. Those boys have cool things. But basically, a person's rifle went off and it led to the massacre. It led to a lot of people dying. About 200. And a lot of them were women and children. Be why? Because they weren't allowed to hold guns. So America, yeah, you do have a lot of bad things going on. America does suck in many ways. You've got a lot of bad days. A lot of bad days in your history. But let me, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished because there are more reasons America sucks. Because there's this great video, and I'm sure you've all watched it, I've watched it many times. I think it's Jeff Daniels in, it was a show, and he, he, he goes off on why America's not an exceptional nation. And, and you always hear this, you know, where we're not great, where America isn't great, because, you know, what are we great in? All we have is, you know, great, we're only number one in certain things, like incarcerations and murders and different things. But we're not great at education, we're not great at science, we're not great at literacy, not great at history, not great at innovation, not great at science. You have all these different reasons, you know, per capita income. You're not, America's not number one in any of them. So let's talk about education. Why is this America's education sucks? Why? Why has America's education gone from so great to so crap? Using liberal terms. What is the problem? America is number one in educational spending. Why is this so bad? We'll come back to that in a few minutes. But then the other one I always hear is, oh, look, John, America sucks. America is such a horrible nation. It is so filled with greedy people. Oh, my God, the greed, those capitalist pigs, they must die. 
There's too many millionaires and billionaires who don't pay their fair share. Hmm. Honest question for you. Let's look at who holds the money. And has it got better in America or has it got worse? And compare it to the rest of the world. You see, in America, when I talk to my friends and left, all oh, these millionaires and billionaires ruining it. Mm-hmm. Who are these millionaires and billionaires? Oh, they're just American people. Just those rich people. You know, the likes of, you're, you know, I get this now a lot because of who, I, who I'm connected with. Like your boss, Glenn Beck. You know, he has a private jet and new cars and new studios and all this thing. He has too much money. He doesn't pay his fair share. Mm-hmm. Who else is, oh, like, I don't know, the Koch brothers. Oh, the Koch brothers are evil. It's the Koch brother now, but, you know, you get the point. You hear all these people. It's always private individuals. Who else do you not like? Oh, you know, all those millionaires. You know, I don't know their names, but the people who run Chick-fil-A, they suck. They're a bunch of haters. They should go bankrupt. They have too much money. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the history of the world, shall we? And look at how other countries and where the money was. Because you see, there's always been rich people. You know, you go to the, the socialist utopias around the world, there's always rich people. The difference is the rich people in America generally, and I'm saying generally, the richest of the rich generally don't have anything to do with government. You think of the rich people, think of Jeff Bezos, media, Amazon, Elon Musk, Tesla, and other different innovations. Bill Gates, computers, Steve Jobs, computers. You think of the rich they're always usually in and around the private sector. Now, they do hover and they do have their tentacles in government. I'm not saying they don't. But they're not getting rich because of government. Historically, in Europe, in England, in Nordic countries, there's always been kings and queens and prime ministers and presidents. And they've always been the rich and powerful ones. So which would you prefer? But also what I find interesting is the way our friends on the left talk about this president. This president, oh my God, he is a Nazi. He has too much power. He, he, he is just so wrong. We need to lock him up. Even though I, I, I remember distinctly, and I actually am consistent on this issue, I remember, you know, no one having a problem, or sorry, everyone having a problem when people were saying, lock Hillary up. I've always said I think it's a dumb chant and I, on both sides because I think it violates the spirit of the Constitution of innocent till proven guilty. You have a right to a fair trial. You have a jury of your peers and you have a right to present your defense. But give or take. Those are just a few issues I have with that. But now all of a sudden the people who are outraged by it, oh, you can't say lock Hillary up. That's wrong. Are now like, yeah, lock Trump up, lock Trump up, lock Trump up, lock Trump up. I hate Trump. We have all these problems with Donald Trump. Apparently, Donald Trump is the worst president ever, according to my friends on the left. Are you starting to see a theme going through every problem I'm addressing? But let me not just talk to you about American history. Let me talk to you about some stories from world history. Let me tell you some of the really bad things. You know, if you look at debt polls and, you know, the stats around how many people have been killed and murdered and abused in the history of the world, let's start today. North Korea. And I'm not going to use some right-wing, you know, anti-truth, anti-science, science denier, anti-women, hates clean air and hates clean water site. No, I'm going to use a site the left loves. I'm going to use the United Nations. United Nations hates 
well, hate might be a strong word, because I don't think the United Nation hates anyone. Actually, sorry, that's not true. Like this Pope, he seems to hate um, conservatives and libertarians and freedom-loving people. But that's a, that's a different note. But they generally speak out and write very nasty, angry letters towards North Korea. <gasps> oh, you did this. We're so angry. Oh, we're so angry. And if you do not stop, if you do not stop, Mr. Chairperson, we're going to write you another angry letter and tell you even out more about how angry and annoyed we are with you if you do not stop. And then if you ignore that letter, oh my God, we're, we're going to have to write you a third letter and you don't want, you do not want to know what is in that third letter. Um, we will use words. Oh my God. I don't know what words we're going to use, but we will use words to tell you how angry we are. But even the United Nations, you know, the, the left wing lover organization speaks out about North Korea. Why? But all the human rights violations in North Korea. Why? What is the common theme? What is the problem? Look at China. All the things the Chinese government has done to its people. What it limits its access to. Forced abortions. Child labor camps. Can't look at the internet. Look at all the things they have done. Look around at the history of the world. All the people who have been murdered. You look at people like Paul Pot. Look at Stalin. Look at Lenin. Look at Hitler. We just discussed Hitler. Hitler a really bad dude, right? All these people, are these people good or are these people bad? Are these people worth fighting for? Are they worth justifying? Are they really bad? Do they belong on the ash heap of history? What about people like Mussolini? What about people, let me tell you one story from Soviet Russia, and because it's in the news all the time right now, there is not one story I can talk about in the media without getting, hey, Ukraine! Let me tell you a story about Ukraine and how it was horrifically treated by Soviet Russia. Where they didn't actually kill people per se, they just starved you to death. And literally what they would do is they would literally have Soviet troops encamped around fields where the farmers grew stuff. They would literally have soldiers all around us. They didn't kill you unless you tried to get food. And there were stories back then when literally kids are running into into fields trying to grab an apple from an apple tree because they are starving to death. And they got shot by Soviet Russia. Are you starting to see a common theme yet? We can talk about how the bad days in America can be really bad. We can talk about how the bad days around the world are really bad. But there's a common theme. And there's always a common theme. It's always that thing that's just in the background. It's always there. It's not the NSA. Don't worry. That's on your phones, not on your podcast. Or maybe they are. But there's always that common theme that's lingering around. And it never seems to go away. every major platform out there we're on soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio, google play music stitcher omni fm spotify Castbox. you name it we're there 
If you happen to like the show, please subscribe. Please share it with your family and your friends. Also, if you listen on platforms like iTunes or CastBox that lets you leave a review or a comment, please do. It helps the algorithm. Leave us a rating and review. So what is that common theme? Is there anyone within the sound of my voice that would listen to the what I just spoke about? part of American history and part world history that would go, you know what? That's misunderstood. That There's questions over that. Or would we all just sit here, whether you're left or right, top or bottom or moderate or centrist or whatever language you use, whatever label you label yourself with. Is there anyone who thinks they're all pretty bad? They're all, you know, they're all pretty bad. What is the common theme through all of them? Government. Government. Government is always the theme when bad things happen. Not all bad things. There are things like natural disasters. There are people, idiots who decide, hey, let's go round up black people or let's chant racist things or there are people who will do different things. There are people who will, like the weather underground, all different groups who do bad things. Not everything bad comes from government. But usually, there's a pretty common theme when it comes to government. What always surprises me, and what I've been, as I sat back and started prepping for this show last week, was I always look at, and I find it amusing, is I I look at people, what they say is the problem, and I look at their solutions. And I always admit this, in that I my solutions are always tends to be different than what a lot of people offer today. My solutions tend to be very individualistic, tend to be where where applicable, and for who it applies to is Christian based. But it always centers around the individual. Because I believe in the individual. I believe that, you know what, we face major problems right now. And even some of the made-up problems like climate change, we can solve them by by true competition, true innovation, true creativity. They are always my solutions. My solutions are always based around people. Been left alone. Because one of the many reasons I love America is because you're different. But in America, you have respected the individual more than any other nation. Are you perfect? No. You've always protected and stood for the individual. You've stood for the little guy. The dignity of the human man or woman or whatever verb or noun they want to go by in 2019 has always been respected. There's always been this can-do attitude in America where you can do anything. So I look at the political framework of what I just discussed and our friends on the left and how they would probably highlight some of the stuff I spoke about, how America sucks, how Donald Trump sucks. He is literally Hitler. And your solution is to give government more power? Are you freaking kidding me? So you're all talking about how America is bad, America is bad history, Donald Trump is Hitler, Donald Trump is Nazi, is a Nazi, Donald Trump is a racist, and your answer is give government more power? What What is the story with that? In In many ways, if you want to make an argument, you would think if the left truly believed everything they say and how bad Donald Trump is and how bad history America is, you would want less government. You'd want to go, no, we don't want that. We don't want the Supreme Court making those decisions. Yet with them, it's all an ideology. Because all this comes down to, and it's the same whether it's left or right. 
It all boils down to control. Everything in this world can be boiled down to a simple few questions. This is why everything in politics today is so complicated, because they don't want things to boil down to a simple few questions. It all boils down to, do you have a right to control and compel other people? I don't care whether you're just an average Joe, or whether you're a respected person in society, or a businessman, or a politician, or a president, or a state senator, or an actual US senator, or a congressperson. Do you have the right to control or compel people? And when you look through the badness in the world that government has actually caused, does there any moment of self-reflection going, you know, gee, I wonder why this happened? Because the frightening thing about Hitler, there are many horrific aspects of World War II and Nazi Germany. But one of the most frightening things for me, from a just strictly strictly principled point of view, is obviously the dead chambers, obviously the gas chambers targeting of people who are different. But everything he did was legal. Everything Hitler did was legal. So government, when it's unconstrained, when it's based around, hey, what do the people want? Guess what? People can get anything they want. It's legal. Government is not the problem. It's people who run it. And if you don't have a government based on principles, it will eventually run away and will become something very dark. The most frightening words Ronald Reagan used to say are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. What is the government you want? But more importantly, what is the government you deserve? Because what is happening in America is I think you're getting the government you deserve because of the way you talk and the way you act. And I know people are not going to like this, but I need to talk to you about what happened in your country this week. Because I laid out this show because I wanted to talk to our friends on the left, but I also wanted to talk to you about government. Because I love your country. But you're so far astray and so far off the path your founders wanted that I literally wreck my head every hour of every day trying to say, how can I, what are the, what are the selection of words, the collection of words I can string together to get you the light bulb to go off in your head? I know, I know there is a collection of words out there that if they're strung together, it's like, it's like computer code. You know, everything can be hacked. There is a computer code, and in my computer code is a selection of words that I can say at the right time, at the right pace, with the right tone, and if I string them together perfectly enough to talk about your founding principles, that light bulb and that penny will drop for your people. Now, I know a large chunk of you listening to this show share a good chunk of my ideology, the of not my ideology, but of your principles. There are people who are, you know, more moderate, more centrist. There are people who like Bernie Sanders who listen to this show. Got it. Everyone's welcome. But I have to believe that we have to start making these cases. Because when I look at some of the politics that passed on Tuesday, and I don't mean, hey, certain people won and certain people lost. I don't mean that. I mean the the ballot of initiatives. 
we start have to start making the case to our to your fellow American. I keep saying we, but I'm not an American, so it really isn't my place to do it. Because hey, you're Irish. Shut up. We don't care. Okay, I got it. I know there are people who think that, and that's okay. But if you look at ballot initiatives, oh, well, we need a bond to pay for the school. We need a bond for the children. We need a bond for a football field. We need a bond for this. We need a bond for that. And time after time, even in great states like Texas, guess what they pass? Time after time. Oh, we need a bond for this. Yep, no problem. Go for it. Oh, we just need a bond for a billion dollars. Yeah, no worries. We're good for it. Pass the book down the road. How are these going to change? Because if you actually look at some candidates, and again, I don't want to name names because I don't want to get into different races. But if you actually look at some people who lost their seats this election, they actually tried to cook government. And they became unpopular. And then they lost. What government do you deserve? And I ask this specifically if you're a conservative, a traditional American, a person who loves America's founding principles and believes in that framework. Do you honestly think, and let me be blunt, and let me be very egotistical here for a minute. Let's say I got to America tomorrow, and I went through all the criteria, and I decided I I would never do this because I'd be horrible, but hey, I'm going to run for elected office. Do you think I'd win? Do you think there's a big appetite for someone like me? Or could you imagine the attacks? Oh, there's John. He hates gays. He hates minorities. He, he hates the children. He won't, he won't give us money for the school. Oh, what does John want to do? John wants to cut the Department of Education. You see, I told you he hates kids. That John guy, he, he is a real a-hole. How many people would stand up for that? Oh my God, John wants to cook government. Oh my God, John wants to, John wants to what? We, we currently get four billion, four trillion into the treasury. He wants to cut people's taxes and spend a lot less money? Yep. Oh my God, John, John only wants to follow Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. And if it's not there, you don't do it. Yep. Can you imagine what I'd be called? But do you think people would vote for me? Do you think people would vote for me? And if they were stupid enough, quote-unquote, I'll use the language of the left, stupid enough to vote for me one time, do you think I'm getting re-elected? Because do you think I'm going to D.C. to play games with the Republicans? Do you see me fit? Imagine, just just imagine that. Right, let's say that everywhere I ran in the reddest of red districts, and I actually won, and I get to D.C., who do you think would kill me first? Hmm... Would it be Chuck Schumer? Would it be Nancy Pelosi? Depending whether it was in the House or the Senate. Or do you think she might be Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell? Who do you think would have more problems with someone like me? Hmm. Who do you think would have more problems with people like me? Would it be the Republicans? Would it be Karl Rove? Would it be like Sean Hannity? Or would it be the left? Because when I see this revisionist history, I always love reading about people, even though it's not as frequent anymore, because it, it just doesn't seem to be cool. But when I hear talk, people talk about Ronald Reagan, oh, Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill. Guess what? Tip O'Neill had major issues because he was the Democrat with Ronald Reagan. But you know who was the biggest saboteur in many ways of Ronald Reagan? It was the GOP. 
is the GOP. Who do you think would stab me first? Who do you think would take me out? I'd love to hear your answers to that, by the way. Because I'd love to be shown how I'm how I'm wrong. But do you think it would be the left or the right? We have to have conversations about certain things. Because here's the truth. You are a fantastic, fantastic country. You're one of the best countries in the world. I love your people. Your people are amazing. It is your ideas that are exceptional. It is your principles that is exceptional. It is your history that is filled and laced with so much history that inspires me. But it's not your country that's great. It's your ideas. You see, you can take the ideas away from America. And America is still a really nice country with really great people living there with a really good climate. It's the ideas. The idea of America is what's exceptional. Because when I look at America and I get called a coon and, oh, there you go, forcing your Christian beliefs down other people's throats. I'm not really. But I actually believe America was put aside to where you were locate, where you are located in the world, in the globe, for a reason. I actually believe that America was put aside and not discovered for a very long time because everybody in the history of the world has always had tyranny. And that tyranny has gone all the way back to the pharaohs, to ancient Egypt, to Greece, to Herod, literally killing every baby because Jesus was born. Oh yes, I could have went back that far in history as well. Government has always been around. That government has always concocted ways of controlling people and keeping people under the thumb of those who are deemed rulers. But I believe America was put aside. Why? Because eventually everyone in the world who lived at that time would need somewhere to escape to. And that is the idea of America. Why did I start talking about all of these themes? There is a reason. Because we are living in times where ideas are really dangerous. And there are some really, 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 really bad ideas happening out there. And that have been proposed. And if we're not capable of defeating them, God help us. We need to start making the case to everyone and finding self-evident truths again. Hey, why is North Korea a bad country? Why do we never want to be like North Korea? Hey, why is Venezuela a mess? Why is it failing? Oh, well, he's only a bus driver. Yeah, and guess what? Things got screwed up, even though they were screwed up before he got power. Why is it that always when bad things happen, when a country, a large chunk of the reason has some form of government in it? Whether it's a politician, whether it's a leader, whether it's a Supreme Court decision, there's always that theme of control, of tyranny. This week, a group of especially elite people, oh, because we're all so smart, and oh, we all have fancy letters after our name, but we're just so better than you common folk. 11,000 scientists got together and signed a petition, a letter, because, oh, they're so smart. Oh, I have a, I have a PhD. I have PhD after my name. What do you have? Nothing. Oh, well, I have letters. I'm so much better than you. They came together and signed a petition. They said, you know what? Look, the Green New Deal does not go far enough. We need population control. We need less babies. 
When you see and you understand the history of the world where billions, maybe not billions, maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but millions and hundreds of millions of people have been murdered by oppressive governments. What do you think is going to happen? And what do you think is going to happen when people give credence to ideas like this idiot from England? Oh my God, I'm, I'm only 21 or 22. And you know what? When I learned about Hitler in World War II, I, I was mentally hurt. And we should stop teaching our children that. Oh, really? If we start dumbing down education, can we possibly dumb down education anymore? Where literally now you have an education system where maths is oppressive. Maths. Basic mathematics. One plus one equals two. Oh, that's a, that's a sign of the capitalist system. That's, that's oppressive. That hates minorities. No, it's maths. It's facts. It's, oh, it's like, oh my God, you know why you call me a science denier? I'm going to start calling you a maths denier. Maths is maths. It doesn't oppress. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have capabilities to oppress people. The answers are the same regardless of who you are. But you're dumbing down education. And look at what is happening. You're having all these discussions where literally 11 towns are, oh, we're so smart. We're scientists. We have BHD after our names. Guess what? Population control? Are you telling me that them putting that out isn't at least there's a small chance where some leaders kind of go, you know what? If we could just get enough power. If we, we could, we could literally kill a lot of people in the name of climate change, in the name of doing good. Because if you actually read enough, let's just talk Hitler for one second. If you read and you put on the most perverted brain you can possibly come up with, Hitler thought he was doing good. He was like, we're better than everyone else. We just want to have a master race. I just want Germans full of German pride. We have been hurt. We have been oppressed. We have been beaten down since World War I. The German people are better than this. We need to rise up and get power and take power and never be under anyone else's thumb again. And we want to put under people under our thumb. Because Germans are better than English people. Germans are better than French people. Germans are better than everyone. Is there any chance that someone gets that power and uses the green ideology to, I don't know, kill people? Especially when you have people in your own country, in your own media, and I use the media very selectively, who have literally said, you know what the problem with better O'Rourke was? You know what? Look, he's saying all these things about guns. Here's the problem. You shouldn't have told people. What you should do is not say it, just get power and then do it. These are the principles and the setting up for really bad things to happen. This is not about left or right. This is not about battle. This is not about the media. This is about principles. Do you want to live free? Do you want to follow the principles of freedom and individualism? Or do you want to continue down this failed, consistently flawed path of government? Where government can do some good, but it historically has done a lot of bad things. agree with me or disagree with me get in touch with me on social media i'm on twitter freedom disciple on facebook jonathan dunn 58 i have a suggestion if 
population control is so bad and so needed. And we need less people because, oh my God, the earth is going to die. How about these 11,000 scientists who are just so smart be the first ones to give up their right? How about they make the big sacrifice for all of us? Because I am getting really tired of all these people, all these people who think, oh, I'm just so much smarter than you, I'm so much better than you, telling people how to live. You have one chance at this life. Everyone needs to make of it what they will and give it their best shot. But it goes so much further than that. Because there are people who will listen to all this show so far and go, oh my God, that is the most anti-government show I've ever heard. Oh my God, John clearly hates America. One of the things I get from people on a common basis who don't like me or don't understand what I say and that's partly my fault, is, so John, are you an anarchist? Are you are you an anarchist? No. I'm a constitutionalist. Because I, as much as I don't believe in government, I believe some government is necessary. Again, this all boils down to your history, and this is the thing we need to do to t- explain to people why America is fundamentally different. Because America is set up on different principles to every other nation compared in the history of the world. There is no like you. There is no equivalent to America. There is no, well, they came close. No. There isn't even a close second. It's America and... And after a sufficient amount of time, you'll find some other country. Maybe it's Israel. I don't know. But you are so different. There is no second place to America. Some of those principles are what? Well, it's what you view government as. You see, every other nation is built on, you know, whether it's a king or queen, of it having all the power or democracy in government. Hey, we elected these people. They can tell us what to do. No, they can't. Because rights don't come from government. Rights come from your creator. But you're also, your government is set up on the principle of government's job is to protect your rights. Not to give you rights, but to protect them. No other nation is built on those principles. But what principles are you protecting? You see, every other nation is built on some type of populism. Well, it's now popular for black people to vote, so guess what? They can vote. Oh, it's now popular for women to be part of the workforce. They can be part of the workforce. Oh, it's now popular for something else to happen. Gay marriage, abortion, whatever it is. And if it becomes unpopular, we can change our mind five years, ten years, twenty years from now. That's what every other nation is built on. America is built whether you believe in Christianity, whether you believe in Judaism, or whether you believe in nothing. America is built on the laws of nature. And they are consistent. They do not change. They do not change five years from now, ten years, a hundred years, five hundred years from now. They don't change whether Barack Obama is president, Donald Trump is president, Ronald Reagan is president, Calvin Coolidge is president, Jimmy Carter is president. They do not change. They are consistent. They are the foundations. I am not anything close to an anarchist. But I also am cognizant of history, and especially American history, of where government has got big, bloated, and is making mistakes. I don't want to talk to you about what America was, even though we do a lot lot on this show. I don't even want to speak to you about what America is, because that is highly disputed in 2019. What Donald Trump is, what Donald Trump isn't. 
What Nancy Pelosi is, what Nancy Pelosi isn't. What the left are for, what the left are against. What the right are for and what the right are against. It's all very subjective in 2019. It's all based on opinion. What I believe we need to do is start breaking down the arguments of the day and start making the case crystal clear what we are for and what America can be. Because the future is still... The future is incredible in my eyes. I see so much bad stuff. And we've spoken about it on this show. The economy, Deutsche Bank. The level of government. The constitution been ignored. The constitution been violated. Big government going crazy. We speak a lot about bad things. There's a lot of bad stuff coming. And there's a lot of bad stuff and surface bubbling in Europe. But our future doesn't have to be bad. Our future can be very bright. If we just follow principles. Our principles that America made famous. Your founding principles. We have all the solutions that we need. We just need to start following them again. Because I want to talk to you briefly about what's happening in Europe. Not to scare you or not to upset you. But to start laying the seeds of what we need to do in my eyes. And maybe I'm wrong. But Europe is going through yet again. As it always seems to do. Every couple of decades. It's starting to go crazy. One of the big issues. That's going on in Europe right now. Is there's a lot of racism. There is a lot of racism. There is horrific things. Been said. Towards black football players. Who are playing for different places. Especially Italy seems to be a really hot bed of it. Look, if you see a black football player and all you can think of is some racist slogan, let me be crystal clear for about the millionth time. Oh, John, you're a racist. You hate black people. Okay, I can't say this any more clear. I know I haven't been called a racist in a while, but I still remember the Obama years. If you look at a football player and all you see is the pigmentation of of their skin, you don't see whether they're good, they're bad. doesn't matter. I think you're an idiot. Like, can I be any crystal clearer? I think you're a moron. I think you're an a-hole. And I say the same, what do you think? All you see is they're white, they're Asian. Think, look at a football player. Are they good or are they bad? Do they do their job? Would you like them to play for your team? Oh, I wouldn't like them to play for my team. They're black. And if it helps you win trophies, surely that's the aim, right? The aim to create the best team to win the whatever competition you're playing in. Sports has the possibility to break down all those barriers. But it's starting to become really getting hot in America. Or sorry, not in America, in Europe, especially in Italy. You also now have in places like Dresden, the Nazis are coming back to power. I know my friends in the left-wing media will go, Oh no, only Nazis is Donald Trump and all the Nazis live in America now because it's all you right-wingers, you are all Nazis. No, there's not... We're not Nazis. If you actually break down our, our ideology, because I'd be called a Nazi, you break down my ideology, ideology and you break down the ideology from mainland Europe of an actual Nazi, we have nothing in common. Nothing. We may see things slightly similar in the sense of, well, we may have issues with unfettered immigration, but they will always make it attached to a race. I'll base it on the principles. If you're not born in a country, you don't have a right to be there. 
as much as I love to be an American, as much as you guys are great and you say, oh, you're the most American person I know, and you bleed and you, you can clearly tell. I had loads of people message me when I spoke about the flag last week going, my God, I, I would not hear an American talk about the flag that way. Got it. But I'm not an American. And as much as I would love it to be different, as much as I would love my principles to be inconvenient and say, you know what? I'm just an American because I say so. I identify as an American. Therefore, I'm going to go to America. I do not have that right. I would love to, but I don't have it. There may be common themes, but when you boil it down to where we are, we have nothing in common. Because here's the problem with ideologies, especially in Europe. It's all based on government. You look at left-wing and right-wing. Oh, well, you have the fascists and the communists. I'm watching a series, and I know a lot of you like it. I watched it over the weekend because I was having a really bad weekend. Uh, The Peaky Blinders. I think The Peaky Blinders is wonderful. It's a great series. And there's a lot of good things about it. But this series has been about the fascists. And there's also communists in it because the communist character has been in it for quite a while now. And you're looking at it kind of go, oh, well, the communists are so offended by the idea of fascism. Really? What's the difference in your ideologies? One is openly a fascist, one's openly a communist. Oh, well, they're left-wing, we're right-wing. Uh-huh. Ideology, break it down. What's the difference? You both believe in a centralized power. You both believe in government. What is the difference? We need to start answering these questions and making the case Because if you actually want to have a brighter tomorrow, we need to start talking principles. It's not based around Donald Trump. It's not based around any person. It's based around principles. Because I'm looking at what's happening in the United Kingdom. And as a country, as someone who lives 90 miles to their west, I'm kind of scared about what's going on in England right now. I think there's a good chance there will be a civil war in England in the next three, four years. Because they are literally at each other's loggerheads. Literally, they hate each other over one vote. And that is Brexit. You're starting to see horrific decisions. And I don't know how this election, in case you haven't been following, obviously Brexit that was supposed to happen by October 31st. It didn't. Boris Johnson got a deal. It went to Parliament. didn't get passed. And now, on December 12th, there's going to be an election. I don't see anyone making the case for freedom. So if you believe in freedom, are you sure 50% of what I believe? There is no person to go, that's my guy. That's who I want. That's my guy or girl. It's all about government. You literally have people running around, both Boris Johnson, who's the Tory leader, and Jeremy Corbyn, who's the Labour leader, literally running around trying to spend as much money on the National Health Service that they possibly can to get elected. They are literally trying to buy your vote with your money, which is always incredibly interesting. Hey, we want, we'll take more money from you to spend on the NHS, but please vote for me because I'll do it. I'm the one who's going to take more of your money and spend it on the NHS. And people will fall for it. They will literally propose all these economic stupid policies, which have no way of sustaining themselves. Or do they? Because there was a policy And a decision released this week, which yet again is like so many policies from our political friends, which always sound great on paper. 
It always sounds great. It always reads great. You know, it's like, like a friend, let me use one on, for our friends on the right. It's like the Patriot Act. Oh my God. You can't be against the Patriot Act. What are you, unpatriotic? Do you not love America? How could you possibly be against the Patriot Act? Very simply, it violates the Fourth Amendment. Even though I didn't say that at the time, I have spoken out a long time for it, against it. But they've put out this policy by the NHS going, oh, the NHS has made a policy policy pact that says we're going to stamp out racism. We're going to stamp out racism. And people like me, if you just read the headline, you're like, yeah, good on you. That's that's a great idea. That's wonderful. I We don't want any racism. Again, for a million time, if you're a racist, if you see people on the color of their skin and nothing else, you're an idiot. And that should mean something coming from me because I generally don't call people idiots. Especially not behind this microphone. I'm very calm, cool, and collected behind here. I'm not a person, oh, you're an idiot, you're a moron, you're a dummy, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. I don't call people names. But if you're a racist, you're an idiot, you're a moron, you're an a-hole. Any adjective that you think is an insult, you're it, trust me. But it sounds great. But what are they doing if you actually read the policy? It should scare the hell out of you. Oh, if you, if you're a sexist or you're racist or you're, you make inappropriate comments or you say any inappropriate things, guess what? You don't get any care. Now, what do you think is going to happen? Because while it may sound great, oh, we're standing up to racism. Do you think people like me would eventually be targeted? Oh, well, John, you know, I listened to one of your shows for like 30 minutes. You were very anti-government. You spoke out against government. We, you don't, we don't, we don't like you. Yeah, you don't have care. If you link the story I told you about with the Green New Deal not going far enough, how far can it go? Where does the limit stop? But also, this idea of we're judging you on your vote. I see this all the time in America. Oh my God, you voted for Hillary Clinton. You are horrible. Oh my God, you voted for Donald Trump. You're a Nazi. If you judge someone on their vote, come on, really? Really? It's okay to see things differently. But if you live in a system of government like England, where it is the National Health Service, it's not the, hey, if you believe what we believe, health service, it's the National Health Service. Where are you going to go? Oh, well, you said something out about the government. Bearing in mind, I started this show talking about world history. All the people other people have killed, it hasn't necessarily been execution, bang, bullet to the head, bang, gun to the head, bang, bang, bang. There have been times, hey, we're not going to kill you. We're just going to starve you to that and you're going to die of starvation. But we didn't kill you. Guess what? How much would it take for Britain and the National Health Service to go, you know what, we're not going to kill you. We're just not going to cure you either. But does that go against the Hippocratic Oath of first do no harm? But this is England. This is what you're seeing. All these economic illiterate policies. All these policies that are basically saying, if you speak out against a man... You're in trouble. And this is what frustrates me most about my friends on the left. You look around and you have a right to say Donald Trump is Hitler. If you actually got the policies you want, Donald Trump would have the power to throw you in jail. Would that be right? Donald Trump would have the power to maybe go, you know what? We're not going to kill you, but we're not going to give you health care either. Does that sound like fun to you? This is what frustrates me about so many people. Hey, we're worried about the government. Yeah, but let's give the government more power. Because eventually you're going to lose an election. And I say this to my friends on the right as well. 
Hey, we love Donald Trump. Great. Good for you. I'm glad for you. But you know what? We're not going to say anything about him violating the Constitution on Article 2. Or Congress constantly violating the Fourth Amendment when it comes to the NSA. We're not going to say it because it's Trump and the Republicans have power. Oh, what happens? Oh, Nancy Pelosi's now Speaker of the House. Elections have consequences and eventually you lose. Do you base it on who's in power or do you base it on principles? The world has a lot of problems. I don't know what's going to happen in Britain. I don't know what is literally going to happen in Britain. I don't know what's going to happen in Dresden. I don't know what's going to happen in Italy. But I do know the answer is the same. Founding principles. Based around the individual. Based around an ideology of leave people alone. And let people step up. How do you defeat racism? How do you defeat racism? I have no idea. Because people, as long as you read the history of the world, have always found a reason to hate each other. I know I say this and it's really unpopular and it annoys a lot of people. Yeah, we may defeat racism one day and please God we do. But trust me, as sure as the sun will rise tomorrow morning, man will find another reason to hate each other. Oh, well, you know what? We don't hate each other because of race anymore. We base each other. We hate each other. Oh, John, you only sleep with women. We hate you. Okay. Oh, John, we hate you because you're fat. Okay. Oh, John, we hate you because you're bald. Okay. Oh, John, we hate you because you, you think a certain way. Man will always find a reason to hate those who are different. This is a common theme throughout humanity. Not American, not Ireland, not England, not Europe. Throughout humanity. It will always continue. But hopefully we do defeat racism. But how about we actually start respecting each other? Hey, you're different. Cool. Don't tread on me. You leave me alone. Don't take my stuff. I don't care what you believe. If you're not hurting other people, good for you. These are the principles we need to start promoting. But we also need to start breaking down the policies from left and right of economic illiteracy. Because everyone around the world is going to have financial problems. And this continuation of bonds and money and more money and more money. Because there was a policy this week put forward by Jeremy Corbyn, who's the Labour leader, where like, you know what? There's no reason for a millionaire to be in England. There's no reason. We don't need them. Now, a lot of people have actually spoken out about this, including a couple of golfers who went, yeah, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. There's a reason why we take our money overseas. What do you think happens if he gets into power? And this is not, hey, vote Boris Johnson. This is a question. What happens if he gets into power? All the bad things that could happen. The answer is not government. The answer is the individual. The answer is freedom. The answer is liberty. The answer is building something on the foundation of a principle. And America was always based on the principles of nature's law and nature's God. Now, we can talk about what it was and what it is today. Or we can actually have a conversation about what I think is important. What will you be going forward? Do you want to be that country? Because you can be that shining city on a hill once again, if you want to be. And by God, I hope you do. Because if you do, I will be right there with you. And even if you don't, I will still be right there saying, hey, this is why America is great. And this is why I hope you return to your founding principles.
before we get to the last principle I want to talk to you about today, I want to actually just share one quick story with you, which is going to be a story we all need to watch because this has implications for Americans. It has implications for eventually Europeans. There's many sites, and if you listen to Glenn's show, you'll hear this advertiser quite a lot, I believe, 23andMe, where they do all these great DNA tests. Well, there's a case in Florida that has major, major ramifications for Americans. The two largest sites on a, in on this type of business is Ancestry.com and 23andMe. And they have had a long pledge with all their customers because effectively one of the things you do, I'm not a big expert in this. My mother loves family history and trees. I don't really pay much attention. But this, I think you spit in a, I think what she did was she spit in a cup or in a, like a test tube and then she sends it away and you get all where you're from and all these different, I can't remember what she got. She got loads of information about her history. Well, one of the things when you spit in a cup, it has your DNA and they have made a pledge to customers. Hey, guess what? All this information is private. Guess what? Last week in Florida, a detective announced at a police convention that he had obtained a warrant to penetrate the GED match and search its full database of nearly 1 million users. Everything, if you can, there are very few things I can't sell you with the right line. Because if you want to make this a case of, well, look, don't you want to solve a murder? Don't you want to solve a horrific rape? Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I want to solve any, all those crimes and more. Well, then you just got to give up a bit of privacy. We can obtain warrants for all these information. Where does your privacy start? Do you literally, right now with this case, you don't own your own spit, you don't own your own DNA. If the government says it wants it, it gets it. Likewise with your phone data. Where is the line? These are conversations you need to start having around people. Not about what Donald Trump thinks or what the Republican thinks or what the Democrat thinks, but about what you think. Because eventually it might become to a, a resolution at your local community. And what happens then? Do we all vote yes or no? Hey, we need a bond to access this information. Yeah, bond, no problem. These are the problems. But on to the last principle I want to talk to you about. Last week I talked to you about an immoral tax called the gift tax. I want to finish up today's show by talking to you about another immoral tax, which I think is equally as bad or if not worse, inheritance tax. There's two things I want to talk to you about inheritance tax. And they all boil around one word, entitlement. Why and what are you entitled to in this world? What are you entitled to in this world? I have been around either really blessed or really unlucky, depending on your worldview or how you look at the world, to be around people when they've been bereaving others. And I have seen firsthand people... I'm going to choose my words carefully here. Ah, I won't bother. Do stupid and selfish things where debt is concerned. Oh my God, someone died. I'm entitled to something. I'm entitled to the house. I'm entitled to their land. I'm entitled to the farm. I'm entitled to a car. I'm entitled. I'm entitled. I'm entitled. I have seen people literally destroy families over what they think they're entitled to. And literally bring their fellow brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, whatever it is, parents to court. Over their entitlement to what they think it is. 
the frustrating thing for me is because this all boils down to like last week one some simple founding principle and it's not really a founding principle in america it's just a basic principle if i work and i have a piece of property or a possession is it mine do i own it because I will always side, regardless of whether you're left, right, black, white, top, bottom, young, old, gay, straight, Christian, atheist. You can literally be the Antichrist and my answer would still be the same. It's yours. This is one question we need to actually ask society and see what it says. Because so many times it's, well, it depends on what we think right now. And we'll let you keep some of it. That's not in dispute. But eventually we might have to take some of it or a good chunk of it. And then what we get into devolved is a debate around how much. Let's break down the two principles I want to talk to you about. Or the two stories. If I earn something and I have a piece of land, do I have the fundamental right to give it to whoever I want? Well, not by most can standards. If I have kids, I have to leave them something. If I have an ex-wife, I might have to leave her something. If I have a wife, I might have to leave her something. They might be entitled to my pension, my house, my car, my property, my possessions. Is anyone entitled to anything? Let me give you an example, and it's a really far out example, but I just want to make a point. If, let's say, I have a house and I'm a father, and let's say I don't have a mother, or sorry, I don't have a wife or girlfriend or partner, she's, I don't know where she is, she just doesn't exist. It was an immaculate conception, except there was no conception. It was literally, hey, here's a baby. And let's say I have Glenn Beck's money. I'm a millionaire and billionaire. I'm one of those evil, nasty, rich people. And let's say I don't know. I have two, three, four, five kids, whatever it is. And for whatever reason, maybe I don't like my kids. Maybe I hate my kids. Maybe I, maybe they all hate America and they all pee me off. Whatever reason, I decide, you know what? I have all these millions. I have whatever. I have a piece of property. I have a car, whatever I have. Make up the world. You know, you can make up anything in this. And I decide, for whatever reason, I'm going to give it to the dog's home. Or I'm going to give it to OU War to go rescue kids from sex slavery. Or I'm going to, I don't know, fight cancer research. Do I have that right? Or fundamentally, do my kids have a right to what I have? Now, you might say they have a moral case for it, but do they have a fundamental right to take it? Because so many times in inheritance, it's like, yeah, I have a right to it. And literally, of people bringing each other to court, and then you have a federal judge, hey, you have this right to this, and you have a right to this, and you have a right to this. Even though my will didn't say that, guess what you do? But then it gets even worse when it comes to the government. Because what really annoys me is we charge and accept these as part of life, these immoral, horrific taxes. You have all this situation where you may have worked 30, 40, 50 years of your life, You've done a good, been a good citizen. You've paid your income taxes. You've paid your social security. You've paid all the sales taxes. You've paid all your property taxes. You have been a good citizen. If I may quote the language of the left, you have paid your fair share. And then you die. And depending on what you do with it, the government comes in and just takes one last swoop and says... Because I'm really sorry you died, but guess what? This is now mine. We have these inheritance tax laws where you're only allowed to give. The government dictates what you can do with your property. Oh, you can only give $33,000 worth. 
to this person. You can only give 10,000 to a friend. You can only give 30,000 to a sibling. You can only give 20,000 to a, a relative, like a cousin or an aunt or uncle. And anything more, they have to pay inheritance tax on. How is this acceptable? Where are the debates around, this is a really bad thing. And this idea of, you know what? If you die, the money goes to whoever who you want. But then again, that wouldn't go well with the Communist Manifesto now, would it? Where, oh, the state should take all your money. We need to start talking about big ideas that are not based around Donald Trump or Republican Party. We need to start having these discussions because these are horrifically bad taxes. These are horrifically bad. And what you're starting to see the fruits of, especially in America, is government has gone really wrong. Government has gone really corrupt. There is a deep state. But there's also a state within the American people that is so similar to the state that's in the Irish people, that's in the American, that's in the English people, that's in the European people. And that's a state of, you know what? I'm okay with government. I've accepted it. It's just become part of the norm. It's become part of the norm to moan and bitch about it, but not do anything about it. It's become part of the norm to say, I just don't like government, but I'm not going to tell you what I'm for. Or when it comes to bonds and referendums, oh, look, I don't want taxes. I want I want to make sure you can never tax me more. But when it comes to spending money, oh, if you put in a few terms like kids or cancer, I'll always be for it. I'll always vote yes. These are the questions we need to start asking ourselves and understanding how do you change? How do you change the conversation? And what do you change it with? Gift taxes and in- and inheritance tax. Let's start there. Let's start with easy things. I know people like me don't believe in income tax. Got it. I know I'm in the vast, vast minority. Probably 0.001% of people. Got it. But let's start with easy things. Low-hanging fruit. Let's start making the case of, hey, guess what? Is this your money or is it not? Is it your money to do as you please? Or is it the government's job to say, it's some of it's your money. We just need to have this conversation about what your first share is to government. Because what I really find despicable and really disgusting about the inheritance tax is, in any other situation, you'd be frowned upon. Imagine a situation where you have a relative dying and you know you're going to get something. And literally you have a person dressed in a black suit. Kind of like an undertaker with a big black overcoat. And he's like a bellboy in a hotel. His hand is out. And he's <clears throat> he's giving you the look up and down. You know that you know the look bellboy give you, you know when you they're looking for their tip. <clears throat> and the hand is out, stretched. <clears throat> yep, come on, buddy. Cough up. I brought your bags up to your room. Come on, boy. Pa- cough up. Give me a couple of bucks. You know that look. We all have got it. Imagine that with government going, <clears throat> yep. I'm here to pick up my fair share, my one last payment from your bereaved. I'm really sorry for your loss. And please accept my heartfelt condolences. But, cough up. And then you got to pay the government an inheritance tax. I don't know about you, but that just seems despicable and it really annoys me and it really frustrates me. I hope this show has given you plenty to think about. Hopefully, maybe you may have learned from one or two of the stories that I spoke about earlier on. Maybe not. 
But as always, we finish this show the way we always do. By saluting those who actually serve. Black, white, gay, straight, male, female, doesn't matter. Your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets. And most importantly, I salute you, the American people. Never ever forget the reason I love America, among many reasons, is because I believe in the sentiments of Tocqueville. America is great because Americans are good. America is great because of each and every one of you. Until next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, please subscribe and share it with a family and a friend. But you all have a blessed week. God bless. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network.